Be the Good with Kate is back, and I can't even begin to tell you how excited and grateful I am to share these guests with you over the upcoming months. New episodes are released every Friday. Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. It helps so much in reaching more people. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Welcome back to Be the Good. Today we have Brooklyn-based director, choreographer, and teacher, Avital Asaline. She is an artistic director of Combustion Collective. She is the director of the New York Theater Barnes Choreography Lab. And honestly, she is one of those people who just makes things happen. So thank you so much for being here today, Avital. Oh, thank you so much, Kate. I'm really happy to be here. I think it's uh, great that you're doing what you're doing as well. Oh, thanks so much. Hey, so Avital, I'll hand the reins over to you. I'll ask you five questions and maybe some follow-ups here and there, and you can take them however you'd like. So to begin, who are you and what do you do in your own words? All right. Um, well, I'm Avital Asulin, and as you already heard, I'm a, a choreographer, a director, a teaching artist, uh, an erstwhile performer, <laughs> and uh, also a producer of many things. Uh, I am someone who really believes in the power of dance in musical theater, and I think that that's something that drives a lot of what I do. I enjoy directing shows that lean heavily towards using dance in a narrative way. I like choreographing shows because you're using dance in a narrative way. And I like um, seeing how dance can be used to tell stories um, that are interesting and unique and diverse. So I like doing that for myself, but I also like doing that for the greater community uh, with my work through Choreography Lab, where we work to see how dance can be used in all sorts of contemporary musical theater uh, scenarios. So that's basically who I am. Uh, I do a lot of teaching as well. I teach primarily jazz and tap dance, uh, as I feel like those are very uh, connected to the whole musical theater world and scenario and situation that I've kind of uh, been in for a while now. And I have to say Choreography Lab is awesome. I've gotten to witness it firsthand being in it and also seeing footage of it as well. And it's such a cool thing, such a great way to give choreographers the opportunity to shine, to bring stories to life, to let dancers do more. It's it's really, really a neat, a neat project. So Avital, speaking of, tell us more about your path to how you got here today. Sure, of course. Um, I'm going to kind of focus this on Choreography Lab a little bit more. And just to give those listeners who might not already know, um, Choreography Lab is a program of New York Theatre Barn. So it is a nonprofit program within a nonprofit theatre company in NYC. Uh, our theater uh, program's mission is really to expand and elevate the use of dance in contemporary musical theater. And so we do that by working with choreographers, working with composers uh, earlier in the musical theater development process so that they can see how dance can really be used in their shows while the show is still being created. So that's what we do that's a little different. Uh, we involve 
musical theater writers quite a lot in our lab. So people often think it is a lab for choreographers. And I say, no, it is actually a lab for choreography and all of the people who care about choreography. And choreographers care about choreography, but so do the other people who are kind of connected to their projects. How does choreography affect a musical overall? How do actors kind of play a role in all of this too? So it's a little esoteric, and I think it's one of those programs that provides a lot of wonderful value to a lot of people but that often people don't quite understand until they've had some time either in the program or been to a program many many times i've had people come to the lab and say oh now i get it it (laughs) i i've been getting your emails or i've heard you talk about this thing but i i needed to kind of see what it was until (laughs) i sort of understood um so i kind of went off on a little tangent there i know we're kind of trying to talk about my path and i told you all about the lab instead but I made the lab so we can kind of talk about how I got there and how this all existed um we are now in our ninth season of choreography lab so our lab that is happening on March 23rd 2022 is going to be the first lab of season nine so this is something that I started way back in 2013 and It started with me just wanting there to be more spaces, right? And I think that so much of the time, great ideas or great organizations come about because of a need, right? Someone has a specific need and they feel strongly (laughs) that their need is not being met. And I felt as a young musical theater choreographer that there were not spaces for me to grow and to work on new shows and to have opportunities to engage with work that was fresh and exciting and that was of the actual era. I felt like I was having opportunities to choreograph But often when I was hired to choreograph a project, it would be to choreograph something very tried and true. You're choreographing your gypsies and your music mans and things that have been around now for decades upon decades. And so I wanted there to be a space where we would start to see new choreography for new musicals and have a place for people to explore that. And so really my path to build this organization and my path to where we are today has been a little bit slowly but surely over the course of the last decade. We've been a part of New York Theatre Barn almost since our inception. I produced one tiny squirrely little lab on my own and at that lab the artistic director of New York Theatre Barn, Joe Barros, was a audience member and very quickly afterwards he said you know you could make this a thing solely on its own but it dovetails so nicely with our programming that it really would be wonderful if you wanted to join us and run this program through our company that is already a nonprofit theater company and at that point i was like sure that sounds great i would love to not make my own company for this (laughs) um And we've been able to slowly but surely expand our reach, expand our audience space, expand the 
uh, scope and caliber of writers, of choreographers that we've been able to work with. It's been really fascinating to go from a program that no one knew about to a program that I think really serves a large number of people in the New York musical theater community and really um, makes an impact, I think, in the community that we are participants in. And I so love how you just made it happen the first time, right? You said, this is going to happen in any way, shape, or form, and you did it. And because you were open to it, because you stepped out of the box, Joe was in the audience and all of this grew from there because you took the step to make it happen. And that is so awesome and so important for us all to think about, right? In in the arts, in any field, in our lives as people, right? Stepping out of our comfort zone because big things can happen. Yeah. I mean, I've had some fun, nice, interesting, happy things happen in my career that I haven't put myself out there for, but... By and large, for me as an artist in New York, it's been a lot about creating and developing my own opportunities. I think if you wait for opportunities, particularly as an artist, particularly in New York City, you might be waiting for a while. So that's that's always uh, a big piece of advice that I try to put out to people is is to move forward, uh, move forward with opportunities that are presented to you, but also move forward with something, even if it's something you're pushing yourself. So, so important. And are, were you a member of Collectus with Shiloh and Sarah, right? Okay, I thought so. I so was, Shiloh, yes. Yes. So yeah. Shiloh was a guest recently on Great. the podcast. And also another inspirational person who just goes for it. And Shiloh's also that, been a part of Choreography Lab. And she has, that's right. That's yeah. right. I've seen mm-hmm. her pop mm-hmm. up on it. And again, she focuses so much on that community aspect and that we need support as artists because we don't have it built into our career like some other careers might. So by you establishing this for, as you said, choreographers and those who care about choreography for the whole project, it's it's such a need. Talk about doing something that's fulfilling a need out here in New York and beyond. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that leads me to my next question, Avital, which is, do you have some examples you'd like to share of those good news moments? You know, people that you've impacted, things that have impacted you for the better throughout your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think something that has been really um, interesting to me to notice as I think the years have gone on and as I've spent more and more time developing a body of work has been the impact I've had on several performers' careers and seeing um, performers who have been a part of projects that I have spearheaded, uh, original creations, through my production company, Combustion Collective, I have produced um, two full-length stage pieces, one a dance theater ballet and one a play with music and dance. And I have had several actors pass through those projects and seen how much they've appreciated having the opportunity to create original roles and to be involved in 
kind of big meaty projects that maybe they were not having the opportunity to do, particularly, uh, you know, some dancers who maybe were working primarily on cruise ships and were like, wow, I'm getting to develop this whole character narrative based thing. It's really interesting to get to do this and to use like a different side of my skills. Um, because the career is short, it's fleeting. And ultimately, the desire to do it, I think, is so great. And people jump in in their early 20s. And the big hope is that, you know, you, you get to Broadway or you have this amazing career. But I think what I've seen over the last oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so now, is to see people who say, well, you know, I might I might not have gotten to Broadway, but I did originate that role in that off-Broadway project. And that was really special to me. And that was something that, like, made my time hustling in the arts really worthwhile. And that, I think, has been really, really rewarding, right? Because you never... I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm sure there must be people who pursue an artistic career and spend five, ten years doing it and say, you know what? I came back with almost nothing. Like, sheesh, maybe this was not right. (laughs) But I think more, it's really nice to see people who say, well, okay, I might not have done ten Broadway shows, but I did these really interesting creative experiences and, like, giving those experiences to people and allowing them to feel like their art is being seen and being processed has been really rewarding for me. And and you made such a great point about the, it's kind of like that perception of, especially from someone outside the entertainment industry. Oh, you're not on Broadway? Right. What'd you do? You know, and to be shifting that to no, because there's so many other things that I can do here in New York, besides being on Broadway, that are so fulfilling and so moving and impacting others. And you're giving that opportunity to so many people in in what you're doing, which is, again, so needed and so fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's all about framing, right? And we yes. don't, it's very funny, because somebody doesn't say like, oh, I work in HR, and you say, oh, are you the VP of human resources at, <laughs> at, you know, at NBC? And then the person has to go, no, I just work in HR at this company. Like, that's not a conversation that goes back and forth. But for actors or for dancers, they say, oh, are you on Broadway? Or, oh, are you this? And, like, we don't do that for other people's careers. We don't, if somebody says something back, you don't parrot back to them. Like, oh, do you work at the in the number one job of your field oh oh <laughs> yes oh um, my god this right could be like I, a whole podcast in of itself you're right I've been obsessed with the word perspective throughout this whole pandemic and so on and it's what you just said absolutely like that's not how you talk to someone in another career yeah so I've I've thought about that a little bit myself right like yeah. you you wouldn't it, anyone right you don't ask an engineer oh well do you only work at you know at Google or do you like <laughs> it's just not you don't um but for some reason that's kind of how our situation is right so people not in the entertainment field think about that <laughs> and people in it remind yourself you're doing great things for sure exactly yeah. 
Do you find yourself uh, with any mantras or sayings you repeat to either yourself or others often? Yeah. Um, when you just mentioned this, I kind of thought of something surprising. Earlier, well, I was going to say earlier this year, but actually last year, I <laughs> was given a teaching tool where you put all of your fingers out in front of you and you take some deep breaths and you can do it with your eyes closed or open, but you touch first your second finger to your thumb and you say B and you exhale. Then you touch your middle finger to your thumb and you say here. Here. And then you get your ring finger. Right. Right. And then you get your pinky to your thumb. Now. Now. And you just get to say be here right now. Four breaths, one for each finger touch. <laughs> and I learned okay. that uh, last year and I thought it was great. It's something I work with, uh, with young students to start and center a theater class, but often I'll just do it for myself too. <laughs> it's like, so good. Okay. Yeah. It's such a, such a tangible thing that we can do and remember, and it just takes a couple seconds. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> simple. Sometimes simple, sometimes simple is good. Mm -hmm. I have one more question for you, Avital. What advice would you give to someone who wants to make a difference in their world, in their community, but maybe doesn't know how to go about doing so? Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important while you have the inspiration, I guess is the word I'm looking for, while you have the inspiration to go and be the change and do something in the world, talk to as many people as possible, put the idea out into the world of what you are trying to do, be definitive with your ideas, and try to build any kind of network around that idea. When I first started Choreography Lab, I put a big email of dancers and choreographers and teachers together. And some were on the same kind of playing field as me, younger people without many connections. Some were a little bit older, a little bit better connected, but they were the people that I had collected. And I sent out an email about a decade ago now <laughs> to all of these people saying, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. What do you think of this idea? And some of them wound up having nothing to do with it. Some of them attended at some point as audience members or gave me feedback on how they, things were developing. Some connected me to other choreographers or to other people in the industry who were interested in being a part of this. And I think when you want to make something or do something, you, you have to put it out there. So trying to collect enough humans so that you can contact them and then just put it out there and then the humans will give you uh 
ideas and qualifiers and feedback so that you can continue to sharpen your idea and eventually produce or make or write or create or do whatever the thing is that you want to do. But that's probably where I would tell people to begin. It is where I have begun. I really only have the advice I have. <laughs> but that's that's where I, I start things off from. It's It's so good because it's also any industry you're in. And in life, it goes back to what we said earlier, too, that these are such actionable uh, pieces of advice. So thank you so much, Avital. Where can we follow you and Choreography Lab online? Oh, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, my full name, Avitala Sulin. I'm right there. And then Choreography Lab is also on Instagram, uh, just as Choreography Lab, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and, I'll make sure it's all in the show notes too. Don't worry. <laughs> amazing. And then you can also find out more about me at my website, which is asuline.com. So just my last name.com. And you can also find out more about Choreography Lab at New York Theater Barn, which is nytheaterbarn.org. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see Choreography Lab on the 23rd of yes. March. March 23rd. And you can live stream it. You can also attend if you're in New York. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll, we'll continue to, to find out about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you again. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.